Hey everybody, welcome back to the Random Combo Podcast. This is a continuation of The Food is Life Part 2 conversation I had with my cousin Armando. So uh, enjoy, guys. He, he brought it back. He brought it from his house to my house. And mm-hmm. first year was good. Second year was good. Now the third year was like, it It, it, it kind of, it's not giving me any 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 chili so it's i'm gonna have to like cut it and get some new ones because it's not it's not producing any so but yeah no that that, those chili plants might have been and you know what i still remember who who what it was who it was that told my dad to start planting some chili chili plants it was my tío well we call him chichi right (laughs) my tío lauro yeah. He told him like, "Oh, imagine you had some chili plants here." And my dad was like, "Yeah, you're right. That's, that's a good idea." And that's where my dad started, you know, thinking about chili plants, and and then that's where it, it all kicked off. You know, he started with one, and then another one, and another one, and I know he had like two or three varieties of of chili plants, but all of those three, only one survived. So oh, just one is still alive and still out there. The ones that everybody has right now. But it was good. You know, I still remember eighth grade, my uh, history teacher, he said, we're going to have a, a party for the end of the school year, and I want everybody to make some salsa, because I know you guys are Mexican, and you guys can, can make some good salsas. I'm like, man, we hit, he said salsas. I'm like, bro, I got this. I got this. I made a pico yeah. de gallo, but I told my dad, make uh-huh. some spicy one and a, and a mild one. And make sure you use your chiles. And bro, my history teacher, he was amazed. That guy was like, "Who made this salsa? This is like awesome. This is perfect spiciness. The everything, all the ratios. You know, me. I mean, I mean, the tomatoes, the onions, and cilantro was perfectly done by my dad. And the chiles were. Yep. That's what made it made it stand out. The chiles." It has a good yep. flavor, good kick to it, and it was it was a good salsa. He was like, "Man, this is good. I'm taking this home." Which you know, like I said, I knew my dad was gonna get down because he knows he knows he knows what he likes, and it's and then we're our standards are super high up up there, man, because we know good food. So yeah, that's that's why you know we we go to a restaurant. I'm almost all the time. I'm really disappointed. Because they're not up to my standards. I'm like, no. Uh, I could have had a better meal at home. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It, that, that's what sucks being up here. We're like, there's not a lot of, lot of good spots. Um, so everything that mean that every Mexican food or Mexican food that we eat is usually at home. And uh, we usually end up doing it uh, from YouTube, you know, because YouTube has a lot. Just like uh, the Tia, what's her name? The. <laughs> Yep. Angela, you know, like, and it's crazy. Like for those of you guys that don't know, uh, so this is a, this old uh, Mexican lady that she just records herself or her daughter records her cooking dishes that were passed down from her, her grandparents, her mother. And it's just literally as authentic as it gets authentic Mexican food on a, what do you even call the that? The comal like, where she cooks at? Yeah. The comal. Like, like it's, a, it's a griddle, like, right? Made out of brick. It's made out of brick, right? Or the like, stove, yeah. It's made the, the stove, the brick and mortar stove. 
and mortar stove, and it's just like she does everything on there. Literally, does everything on there. Like, and, and it's just it's crazy. Like how people, you know, back in Mexico, just something as simple as that creates dishes that could surpass these Michelin star rated places because it's just the authenticity and just the. Well, talking about Michelin you know, star, you know, I went down to Tijuana last July for a family uh-huh. vacation. Well, but you know what, man? Tijuana has evolved from when your dad and my dad and my uncles went down to Tijuana. You know, Tijuana in the 90s was like, mm-hmm. was like, get ratchet, ghetto, all that ratchet. stuff. And, but now it has like really high end restaurants there, man. And that being said, you know, Rosarito, Popotla, uh, what is it, Puerto Nuevo, they have really good restaurants there. You know, seafood mm-hmm. is, is a main thing right there. So they have yeah. south of Rosarito, and just before hitting Ensenada, it's a little bit in, of you know, in from the coast. It's called Valle de Guadalupe. So Valle de Guadalupe, they have a lady called there. Oh, my God, I forgot her name. She won the best be- breakfast oh, in the world. I, What's never mind. I thought you were gonna say Maria. I know there's a lady that won. What's her? Oh, oh yeah, that's in Ensenada. I for she's from oh man, La La Guerrerense. I believe it's oh. called La, Guerre- La Guerrerense. That's the one you're talking about in, in Ensenada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those are good. I went yeah. there. Those are good. That lady, she has good flavors. But this place is. La Cocina de Doña, oh, my God, Doña Stella or something like that. Bro, when I went up there, uh-huh. I was driving up there. So you're you're going to Valle de Guadalupe, which Valle de Guadalupe is like wine country. like It's like Napa Valley of Baja California. Uh-huh. And you're driving the main road. Then you have to, like, drive down a dirt road for about a mile to get to her restaurant bro when i got there there was a tour bus parked there more than two tour buses there was buses like uh, like vans it was packed this thing was packed the wait time was three hours and a half to get a table you know what what man it was just home cooked meals this lady was from Sinaloa. She had goats there. She had pigs. She had cows. So everything was from the, f- like, like that one lady, de mi rancho to cocina. Basically, it was like from, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, from from the from the farm to to your table. Like, but the farm was you were in the farm, you were sitting in the farm. Yeah. So that's how fresh it was, and she had best breakfast in the world just because it was so fresh and and the flavors are good everything was decent man it was it was like legit i like you know what even though it's from sinaloa style you know the machaca it's different from the one my mom makes her machaca but it was like you know what i can't disagree even though i waited three and a half hours and one of my uncles said like well how the fuck is not gonna be super delicious if you wait three and a half hours to eat something you know you're waiting three hours to eat 
you already get here hungry. We drove an hour and 30 minutes to get there. We wait three and a half hours. You already have five hours without eating. You're like, good. You're, you're going to sit down. Anything you eat is going to be delicious. That's why my uncle said. I'm like, but yeah, you know what? It's good. It's good. And yeah, it was all yeah. just homemade. <laughs> homemade. Yeah, Can't beat that. that. Oh, man. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's what I miss, too. Just oh, Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> God damn it. Allergies. Um, yeah, just homemade meals. People take that for granted. You know? Especially, like, a dish so simple as rice and beans. Or, I don't know. Beans. Just beans. Beans and olla. Yeah. With with the with tortilla and like you said, combine that with a good salsa or a chile. Like, there's nothing. Like, there's no. Comparison. I called my dad today and I told him, "What are you eating today?" He's like, "I'm gonna eat a gresa with crema." Gresa, what yeah. it is, is just a thick tortilla, right? Like a fucking yep. the size of your thumb, or look not about the thickness of your thumb, depending how thick your thumb is, yeah. but a gresa with Mexican crema and some salt and, and a chile de molcajete. Fresh rig. That was it? But you got you gotta be specific. You gotta you gotta say it's that crema. Oh, man. That's some other level. You know my, my wife has some some uncles that they sell in Guadalajara. They sell uchepos, uh-huh. which is like the corn uh-huh. fresh corn tamales. Fresh corn tamales, because there's a mm-hmm. this is a fresh corn tamales. That's what makes a difference. The chepos is fresh corn, green corn, mm-hmm. instead of the dried masa and dried whatever. You know, but so they bring the crema and the queso from Pajacuaran. And that's why they sell really? a lot because the queso and the crema is the flavor is like Ooh. Nobody has that in Guadalajara. And they notice, their clients notice when they can't get any crema from, from Paja Corando, like they like, hey, hey you, this, is not the, this is not the regular crema. It's different, right? So their clients notice when they change it up. Exactly. So for those of you guys listening, um, what we're trying to basically explain is where we're from, where our family's from in, uh, in, in Mexico, it's a, it's a small little pueblo, which is a town. Um, and we're at yep. the foot of a hill. And Guadalajara is a big city. So just think of any big city in the U.S., that's Guadalajara. Now, where we're from, it's literally the yep. countryside. Like, small little town, you know, no more than 10,000 or maybe even less. But what we're talking about is this, uh, this cream that's uh, – from Cal, yes. Right? Yep, and it's just oh, it's you can put that on a tortilla with some with some salsa. Oh, that's that's a meal. That's all you need. And that's what he said. Yep. That's what my uncle was eating. And it's just I don't know. It's just one of those you know those, those simple things in life that, like I said, people take for granted. But whenever you just take a bite of all these things that you grew up eating, it just brings you back to. Um, you know, a certain time in your life that you remember that always being there. Like, for those of you guys that have been listening to my podcast, when I talk about music, like, when I talk about music, um, I could, and if I, if you tell me a dish, I'll tell you what music I was listening to when I ate that. Like, for example, Birria. 
we eat birria at parties in the morning. So whenever you tell me what would I, what would I what was around me at the time, I could tell you soccer games. I could tell you uh, it was at a party. It was either a cumbia or like a banda or you know just a dance floor nearby. Or you know just hearing my uncle with his chopping board just you know hacking away at, at, at meat, ready to put it on a plate with some beans and rice. Like it's I don't know. It's food is just. <laughs> You know how they say there's what six senses, five senses. Food should itself be. should be another sense because, you know, it's just something that has so much connections, whether it be feelings, memories, or you know, it's obviously taste buds and smells, but just in and in itself, mm. it's memories. That's what it is. The big one right here for me is like the memories. It takes me back to yeah. man when I was young and and living with my parents and. Just waking up and, and and it was there, you know, like the birria, like waking up on Sunday mornings, and I will wake up to the smell of birria. Yep, and especially yeah, you 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 guys literally, bro. That was like to birria. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this question, and I want to answer for yourself and for your siblings. You personally, did you ever get tired Never, of birria? What about your brothers? And I think and they. Sisters? No, they. I don't think they ever got tired of eating oh, beer. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never get tired of eating, especially, especially your dad's. No, it's just every Sunday for like about what ten years straight. Yeah, more than that. Well, I think I mean, it was more than that, wasn't it? Well, definitely, because yeah, in the park that. in Lincoln Park. Oh yeah, I was shit. I, Link- even, I forgot about Lincoln Park because I mean I was only what two. Yeah, years Lincoln old Park when I, when was back was in '98. Probably that's when he started selling there in Lincoln Park '98. So, yeah, man, from there, from there, he never stopped selling. You know, I was with him when we went to Mexico, so I was still eating birria from man '98 to 2000. Five every week, man. Every week. I mean, I'd, I'd still say like 2000, probably even longer than that. Cause I remember it was like what 2007, I think. Because I remember I was, I was in high school and I was still going to uh, a repartir with your dad at two parties, like randomly. Yeah, he, he came back in 2007, yeah, so- 2008. He was here 2007, yeah. 2008, and that's when he started back catering. So, yep. Birria has, yep. I, I, you know, I never got tired of eating birria. My dad says, if you give me birria every single day, I'll eat birria every single day. Yeah, yeah you know, you know honestly, like, I would hopefully people are listening and, and are craving birria. And hopefully they don't hit a shitty spot. Like if they say like, yeah, so I, I heard I heard about Birria, you know, on Friday night or whatever they whenever they heard this, you know, whatever day of the week they heard this podcast. And they try to go the following day to eat a birria, eat birria at any spot. But let me tell you this, if you get to a birria spot and if the chile, the hot sauce is not good, don't even bother ordering any plate. Start with that. Be like, yep. can I see your? Can I, can I try your hot sauce first? 
If it's not good, don't bother. Don't bother. Exactly. Because if it's not good, your meat, your your meat, whatever they serve you is not going to be good. Plain and simple. You don't save your money. Exactly. And just tell them, I don't want to order anything. Let me try the hot sauce first. If the hot sauce is hot sauce is good, I'll I'll spend my money here. And if not, then then man, I just I just save you like twenty bucks. Yep. Or at least even ask for a tortilla. Just be like, let me see your tortillas if they're not home cooked, or you know, even if they're not home cooked, you know, at least be like you know what, let me see what kind of tortillas they're fucking with. And if they're sauce yeah. and tortillas are not good, just walk don't away. don't worry about trying the birria. Just worry about those two things. A nice tortilla. If a tortilla goes well with the hot sauce, then you're good. Because no matter how jacked up the meat is, the tortilla and the hot sauce will make it ten times better. Yep. Definitely. That's that's it's something true. that any place you go to, any Mexican restaurant you go to, tell them, let me try your, your hot sauce first. And then you'll, yep. you'll know you should spend your money there or not. Exactly. Right now, don't you, right now don't you say that. That's there's this Mexican spot that we go to, dude. They got a fucking salsa bar with like a shit ton of chiles, and they have a my favorite. It's you know the pickled the uh, onions with the carrots. Oh my god. Whew. Like I, I've taken some of my my guys there, some of my soldiers there, and I'm like, you guys gotta try the salsa because they have like a it's a salsa bar. You know they have salsa. They got like four. They got like eight different chiles, and it's just like. They're like, oh, why do you try all these chilies? I was like, this is what I grew up on. Like, if these chilies are not good, if this salsa is not good, like, like, it makes or breaks the food because if the food is shitty, at least put some of the salsa on there with a little bit of lemon or, yeah, you know, a little bit of salt, and you're good. But if it's not good, then you're just, you're at your shit out of luck because you just spent however much money you did on that plate, and it's just shitty if the salsa is not good. But you know, my uncle's uh, my uncle's birria is one of those dishes that, like, even if you're not a chili person, just the the meat in itself with the with the consomme, that's all you need. That the chile is like that the the icing on the the icing on the cake. Just... That 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 sure that sure is oh the God. icing on the cake. Yep. Because I remember when I. When we when we used to eat uh, when we used to go like I would put both the red and the and the green, with red and the green salsa with some limon and some sal, and I would be there on my first like go around. I'll finish all the like the loose meat, and then I'd go back and I'll tell my tío the tío can you put a little bit of consomme on there, and I'll put a shit ton of cilantro, and a shit ton of cebolla, and more chile. God, it was just it was just one of those things where it's just like. You're literally like, you're you're like in utopia. You're like it's like one of those. It's like if you're on like, how do you explain it? It's like so much dopamine going through your system. Like you're just you feel like if you're on uh, some kind of high or whatever, you know. Um, it's just you're on a food high. Like what do you call that? Yeah, just you're on, you're on a food high. Like it's, I don't know. Like it's crazy. Like, like I said, food brings memories, and food just brings you. Uh, Takes it takes you back, man. <laughs> okay. It, good memories. Huh? Yeah, it takes you back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm telling you guys, like, if you guys have not tried Bedia and you guys are in the Los Angeles area, like, give my cousin just give me a 
Send me a DM through my Instagram page. Like I said, it's a random underscore convo underscore podcast on Instagram. And um, send me a DM and I'll get you in touch with my cousin. And uh, yeah, you guys could uh, see what his uh, video is about. Like it's 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 good. Like it's um, a family recipe that's been handed down from he's a third generation now. So three generations worth of birrieros, if that's the correct terminology to use in Spanish. But when I say they pour their heart and soul into this, it's literally like the heart and soul. Like it's there's there's no other way to explain it other than that. Um, but oh, god damn it, I really want some media now. <laughs> I think he's using the restroom, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, guys. So my family, you know, little 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 history lesson. My family from uh, my family from uh, my dad's. Um, they're from Michoacan. Um, I'm related to to Mando from my dad's side. His mom and my dad are brothers. Or my dad and his mom are brother and sister. So it's just like food, like food is oh god, food is everything. Like I don't know, just food is a big part of our lives and whenever we would go over to their house, we'd always make something to eat. Whether it be birria or a carne asada or we'd go get meat and it was just always something to eat. And I think like I don't know, it's just it's it's crazy, like Food is the the connecting or that that middle piece in every family that brings everybody together apart from the love and, you know, just memories. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Food is is one of those things that could could bring world peace, you know what I mean? Yeah, I even think think about it, like, people that are out there and um, right now giving out food to people that, you know, are in need. I was like, imagine if yep. I could, you know, if I could go out there and and share a warm meal of birria and and how happy people people will be, you know, having to try a nice meal and, and, and try the birria that was like but you know, I'm super busy right now with work as it is, so but that's what it is. That's why I also kind of stopped yeah. my little business because I was super busy with work, so I couldn't keep both businesses going. So it's one or the other. So yeah, food. But I mean, it's always it's always like a, it's a hobby. So it's something that you like to do. It's something that you've been doing. You've been messing with, and it's it's came out in your favor successfully because you've succeeded from it. Like you got, you got a good rest. You got, you know, you got your tech down and it's good. Like it's fucking bomb. I'm like, where the hell is my, oh, here it is. Um, and it's just one of those things that like, you could always fall back onto that. If for whatever reason you don't decide on working wherever you're at or, you know, wherever you're, wherever in life you're not happy, you just go, you know what? I always have this to fall back on. So, I already have a customer base, and hey, all I gotta do is just hit them up. Like, hey, I'm gonna start selling again, and there you go. Yeah, that's why I really don't worry about this whole thing right now that's going on, the pandemic, the pandemic. If uh-huh. you know, God forbid that you know my company runs out of work, I, it, it, you know, it, you know, you have to adapt. 
basically you have to adapt to your environment like if if i want to run out of work then shit man that's gonna kick me into into getting my own business going you know so and i know god willing i will be good i would be good you know people will try arbiria and then you know say it's a good it's a good it's it's good and then they'll keep on you know, oh, it should be fine. People will be happy with our quality of service, and the food will be good. They, they the will food. Yeah. be happy. Yeah. You know what's right now? You like you know, this is why it's called the Random Combo Podcast. Because just anything like that I hear or comes into my head, it just randomly creates a new conversation. So that's what it's called. Anyways, but just think about like how from the early nineties to where we're right now, just how like so many things, especially like Mexican food has just come a long way in the sense that like, um, you know how like back in the day when we'd be going into the park, Ooh, yeah. you'd have the palatero man with the churros elotes, and like, remember how um before I went to a, uh, when I joined the arm, remember how we had like a yes. the lotero there, the lady with the lote and the churros? Like, just think of like how that's like, if, like how that came to be, you know? Like, everybody loves elotes. Everybody loves those yeah. churros with the fucking, uh, with the chile. Like, and it's just like, I know that that lady that we got, like, I know, uh, I think we we're probably like her second or third party. And from that, from that day forward, she was getting more business. Than what she was making on a daily basis, just selling in the in the what is it called, you know, going going in the parks and shit. And it and it's like for me that made me so happy that we gave her that opportunity, that we gave her that like uh, how do you say it? I mean, it wasn't just me, but from there she it branched out to like, hey, like, can you give me that number to the lady that sells the the raspados, the churros, and the lot? And I'm like, yeah. And it's just so crazy how like uh, like you said, like people always find a walk there's always a way to make money and food is always that one thing that it's always going to be in need. And with Mexican food, like everybody loves like the guzgueras, like churros, los locos, elotes, like raspados. And now it's a big thing. Now you have caterers yeah. before taqueros. Like you only ate tacos at taco stands, you know? And I, th- I don't think it, it was until like what, early 2010, I mean, 2011, yeah. 13, that people actually started getting taqueros. Like, and and it's it's just so crazy how how things evolve now, and now people are are uh, hiring people to make like tosti locos, like a tosti local bar. Like, no, crazy. how about the, Never the, the, the that. you know what I mean? Hot Cheetos with nacho cheese. What cheese? That thing. Oh my it's god, that is crazy, bro. For somebody that grew up eating hot Cheetos myself, and then. When the paletero came by, you bought your you bought your nachos. Nachos are like so bomb. Now you mix those things yep. two together, it's like crazy. It's yeah. But you know, yeah. you know who was generation did that? That's us. Yeah, That's us. That's our generation. Like, and it, and it's crazy because like it's especially in, in LA. Like, that's a big thing. Like. All these Mexican treats and all these like little um, gusgueras that people eat, and like micheladas, like little snacks. Um, yeah, your micheladas, like I'm about to make one right now, shit. 
um, their their own stores like, in the malls. Like I've seen, I was like, what the fuck? Tosti Locos. Like, I think they were invented in 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 the border cross in the crossing nope. uh, line, the border crossing border like, in Tijuana. If I'm not mistaken, you know, but yeah. you know, basically, like in, in Tijuana, anybody that's that has crossed that border, it's like you're there, and then there's people selling you all kinds of stuff, and then obviously they're they're. One thing that they're selling right now, <laughs> I went to Tijuana like a month ago. They're selling toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, they're selling toilet uh-huh. paper. Really? Yeah, because you know they'll sell you anything that you might Shit. need before you cross over to the states. So, you know, tosti tosti locos is I think yeah. it, I, I'm not mistaken. I think it was invent, invented there. You know, in, in in you know some some little snacks while you're waiting to cross the border. Uh, one thing that's been, you know, a, a new thing that you might see, I don't know if you've seen already, but gummy bears with ta- with chamoy and tajin. Oh, my God. With chamoy and tequila? You know? yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, something that, you know what, and it's super expensive. They're selling it super expensive, but they're super cheap to make. You can make that thing at home. And, and you oh, know what? Anybody is out there. Yourself, like... You need three ingredients. I believe it's gummy bears. Chamoy and Tahin. You can buy those at Walmart, right? Walmart. And then yeah. and then those three things, those three ingredients mixed together, yeah. man, makes a perfect, perfect little like snack when you're drinking and like it's just it's sweet, it's sour, spicy, it's everything, it's chewy, it's all mixed together, yeah. and it's it's awesome. So anybody out there that wants to try that, just you know. Those three ingredients, super easy to make. I think you pop it in the microwave for a little 30 seconds and then the chamoy with chamoy and then at the end you add the tahin. I know my wife makes that. She's been making those lately. So I for sure know that. This is I never seen that before. She saw it one time, wanted to try it out. It was super expensive. Not super expensive, but she's like, I am paying five or ten bucks for two ounces or three ounces. She went online, went on YouTube, found out how to make them. She's yeah. making them at home now. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you know, like, another thing that surprises me is, like, all these, and I talked about it in my, uh, what podcast did I talk about? Well, what I've been watching, I think it's a second episode on my podcast. Go check it out. Um, all these, like, Mexican people and Latinos that have just been starting their own channels. For example, that like the old lady that from Arancho Rancho Cocina, like just filming themselves, like what they do on a normal basis. Well, when it comes to food or, and it's just like, people are like, wow, damn, you know, like they, like the Rancho stuff, like obviously we all know, like, especially me and you, like when we go back to Pajacuaran, like how it is, how they make the tortillas. It's like my tia Rosa, when she makes her, her, uh, Oh man. Her tilapia, her yeah. little pescados in the in the in the disco, like you know. And it's just like how people from over here in the states, how we we miss that. So we watch that, and then all the people from Mexico are like making money just because of these views from the states, and it's retarded. Like, I mean, it's not retarded, but it's 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 awesome. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't know if you've seen um Baja California, in yeah. New York. He lives in um Baja California. Yeah, and he's just like mm. making um. Yeah, Marisco's at like, the, the grilled fish at the beachfront, right? He's I'm just like, damn. Yep, yep, yep. They live off the ocean, and that's what he says. He goes, "We live off the ocean. Like this is my family." Like, and he has he has gained a big following just because of that. 
because how simple it is. And you go to a restaurant, you you ask for the same thing, and it's no. like a thirty dollar plate, and it's just like, nah, dude, like buy the fish for at most you're gonna spend like eight dollars in total for it, and yeah, do your your like, you know, something like that, your your yeah, he he shows you how he grows it, yeah. how he cooks his. Yeah. Like whatever uh, squid, whatever he's cooking, and it's it's a it's a simple ingredients, yep. man. You can't go wrong. Even if you mess up, just add what you think yep, it's man. needed, and you'll be good. As long as for food, you know, if you're cooking, if you like add to add something else, and if, you know you like that ingredient, just add it and keep on going. You know, you can't you can't you really can't mess mess up with with what you're cooking. You know, as long as you don't add too much salt, <laughs> yep. you'll be fine. Or two, you know, go overboard with one ingredient, you should be fine. So yeah, Tio Rioch, that exactly. guy, you know, I yeah. actually want to go to his. I have, I have, in my maps, I'm gonna go to his spot. But you know, it just, I had a, a trip planned for this beginning of the year, but it was the weather was not cooperating, so I ended up not going because it was gonna be raining the weekend I was gonna go. But seafood, man, seafood, you know, in Baja yeah. California, they were just like, they have fresh seafood. They have really good products out there, and, and it's all fresh. Quali you know, that's the thing. Good quality, fresh food. And I, and it's crazy how right now, well, I mean, I've only come upon his and uh, the lady with the rancho and then uh, that guy, the mm Lencho -hmm. 4x4. You know, like it's, in my opinion, those three are like the, the hottest right now when it comes to like cooking. Um, obviously, me and you, I know we both been. La Lodillar, man. He, he, la Ruta de la Garnacha. It's a like, bunch of spots. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, and he's he's just becoming famous, more and more famous, like, you know. Um, and it, it's cool, you know, like, and I, like, the Latin, you know, the Latinos in America are the, they're the consuming consumer wise we're the biggest we're the biggest population of consumers so you know hey america you know fucking you appeal to us we'll fucking buy your products like it's that simple like but anyways like i was even gonna tell you like dude like why don't you tell your dad like do a step-by-step -step of how he makes his birria not necessarily exposing his secret but just imagine like the views and you know the popularity he would get, you know, like, I don't know, like, I always think of that, like, fuck, if my Tio Pato or my Tia Gloria or my Tia Rosa ever made, like, one of those things, like, you know, just think about it. How, yeah, how just like life up, in like, the rancho, you know, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, imagine my dad, like, life in the rancho, like, all right, I bought this cow yeah. here from this, from this stable. I'm gonna go pick it up. We're picking up, because, you know, like, picking up cows from, like, when they're out in the, in the middle of nowhere, like, when they're out, like, grazing and then they're with their group of other cows. You know, they, they don't want to leave. So it's it's a it's an adventure trying to get that cow into your exactly. truck. Well, they're like, first, they don't like to get a lasso over their over their, their freaking neck. They don't like that. And then you know, just imagine this will be the show. This will be exactly. the, the, the this will be the show. All right, we wake up at six in the morning, you know, get our coffee going, and then and then all right, gordo, because my dad calls me gordo. You ready? I'm like, yeah, let's go, dad. So we're driving to to this farm or whatever it is, and you'll meet you'll meet like the the like the people that have the cows, right? The the vaqueros, and that 
that time at morning, at 6.30, 7 in the morning, they're milking the cows. So you'll start off with guys milking the cows, and then you'll probably get your pajarete. Have you tried a pajarete, compa? Pajarete being the freshly milked cow's milk into, into your cup of chocolate, yep. like, the, like, the, like the ground chocolate chocomil, and then chocomil. a little bit of... Yep. Alcohol, like the like, not the rubbing alcohol, man, but it close to it, man. The thing is like super strong, like like uh, this is like really strong from Michoacan yep. alcohol, uh, alcohol, the like sugar king alcohol from Michoacan. So that thing, you know, this is this is this is a whole video, right? You, you go in there, you get your pajarete, you drink it, and then all right, let's go get that freaking cow. Then you're out there in the field trying to get that cow lasso it, bring it back, pull it back. And sometimes they, they fight back, man. They don't want to get into that truck. They don't want to go with you. So, you know, you mentioned mesquite, man, but you see mesquite yeah. on the on, on your on your bag of charcoal, but mesquite out on the field, man, it has it's crazy. The the thorns it has, you get you get thorns all over your hands. And then if the cow pulls you, it drags you into the dirt. Oh man! And then finally, you get the cow into your truck, and you're driving it back to your stable or straight to the to the slaughterhouse. Imagine, man! That would be—I don't know if that would be like nice showing how you kill a cow. People watch. Oh, it. I mean, probably you won't—you won't show the whole steps that, step by step, but yeah, you probably show it going into the into the into the slaughterhouse, and then you'll show parts of it. Back in your truck already, like n nice and cleaning, and, and, and just the meat hanging. And yep. there's a process because after you slaughter it, you take exactly. it back and you hang it. Yeah, there's some, and I'll be honest, you know, there's gonna be flies around, but you cover it up a little bit. And then there's another trip, and then, <laughs> and then you gotta do this you gotta sell the, the, the hide. There's a guy that you, you you'll sell the hide to. Yep. So he weighs a hide, he, 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 you know, because they saw, you know, it's leather, right? So they they um they put salt on it, and then and then they let it dry out. So that's another thing too, you know, another process that you could probably go into, and another video there, another 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 episode there. But yeah, definitely, man, it it is an adventure, and it's yep. a it's a nice thing that people could be probably watching on a, on a weekly basis. And then another thing is like selling bro just watching all the people show up and 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 watching them their reactions to eating that birria there should be a nice episode nice show to watch you you'll get some good episodes from that i'm telling you bro like people people would watch that i mean and they like they'll search for stuff like that but obviously like people in mexico like they're too busy for that but for people that it's their hobby and they already have themselves established, like I know for a fact, like shit, I would do it if I would go to Mexico. I'm like, hey, Tio, like let me let's let's go do this, you know? Let's show everybody yeah. how it's done. And people would watch that because that's what they miss. They miss the they could re they could relate to it, you know? Or, they you could know? relate to it, like especially waking up early in the morning and going to yeah, get those pajaretes, which is that freshly cow milk. In, and with the with the alcohol and the chocolate, it's yep. I've had I just had one of those like not too long ago, probably back in December. It was 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a it good experience. I never had it, and I only had one man. But if you have two of them, it's lights out. Two, three of them. I think you could handle three. If you could handle three of them, yeah. like you don't, you won't even remember your name with three of those, man. Two, you can still hang. With three, you're gone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, me, I, I, I just have my second beer, and that's it, man. I'm done. Done for the night. People watch. I'm telling you, bro, like, stuff like that, people people would watch. People would pay for it. Or, yeah, you get some views. They would watch that. Because you already know, like, people would, like, you know, people are always bored. I'm like, you know, let me let me just see what's and then what's up with the ranch. And like, then we oh, were located, they, uh, man. Pajacuaran is a nice little here. town. You know, you know, Pajacuaran, and you go down to Sawayo, and then and then you know, you go, if you you will show them how you go to Sawayo and talk to and go to the to the mercado in Sawayo and how they those guys talk. You know, their their language, their lingo, man, their lingo is crazy. You know how they they'll yep. just like they'll just like. Yep. curse you out for the just to say hi to you like like no no even worse like oh they call it to puta madre como has estado <laughs> you know like they'll curse you out to say hi to you and that's what I love about Michoacanos you know like like I said, it's the best. Yeah, man, and then you hit, going to the super Damn. to the mercado in in Saguayo and having those tacos from from that from that market, man, it's just amazing too, man. It's just, oh man, just food, food and traveling, man. Like those adventures will be like people will watch. People will watch. You know, Pajacuaran is it's a nice little yeah, town. Exactly. Well, what was it? Two years ago that I went there in December, they had a they had a uh, Bike, like a yeah, the mo- mountain biking the tournament, tur- oh, the, the tournament or whatever. Bro, it was brutal, brutal, man. I heard. I, I do remember. I do Face, remember. I Facebook, do remember probably Facebook. Yeah. Was, but you know what? You have everything there, bro. Brahaquara has yeah. literally everything. For being from fresh, super fresh. Water, man. The water from Pajacuaran is like, it, it, it's it's groundwater, bro. That's where it starts, you know. That's where I could start from saying about Pajacuaran. You have fresh groundwater that's super tasting, and then you don't, you, we don't get it from anybody anywhere else. You know, it's in the ground. It, it all starts there, you know, because not only li- life, yeah. you know, without water, there's no life. You know, so it starts there, man. You you have a nice fertile exactly. land, good water, and good 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 cows, good goats. Everything is good there. You know, good cows, good goats produce good milk, good cheese, good cream. So so, man, it'll be a nice. It'll be it's a nice little town, and you have everything in those mountains where they had that bike mountain bike tournament. It was crazy, bro. It's like. I forgot how tall that mountain is and how high you have to climb, but it's brutal, bro. It's brutal. It has everything around there. The, so there's two, two or three the, towns. There's the Cometa, that's up there? Fray Dominguez, and I believe there's another one. I'm not sure. But for sure, Cometa and Fray Dominguez. 
Yeah, I do. I think I've seen them on YouTube, like, randomly when I search up the Pueblo, and it's just, like, it says, like, uh, it's, like, a 10-minute drive in the, like, in a car from them, for them to get down to the Pueblo, but people still make that walk, and it's, like, a two, three-hour, like, walk down the hill, down the mountain, just to get the basic necessities, like, meat, food, yeah. you know, just food in general, like, to make. But those people up there, man, I, I don't think they worry about the pandemic <laughs> right now, man. Those guys are fine. They're stable with, with you know, the product that oh. they have up there. You know, being food, they're good. So they don't have to worry about water bottles running out at Costco. <laughs> you know, they have their own source of water there. You know, toilet paper. <laughs> Fuck. Toilet paper, really? In the rancho, you don't worry about toilet paper. Yep. You fertilize the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cows they eat it yeah, you know, and then the, the mesquite grows off of it you know they circle life yeah but that's the rancho life out there man it's a nice nice little town and nowadays you know YouTubers anybody that could do it I'm pretty sure pretty soon you're going to see like somebody from Pajacuaran like start their own YouTube channel they have to man you know Pajacuaran has evolved so much that you mm-hmm. know there, you know, my brother Ricardo, he just got a tattoo done by this one tattoo artist. Uh, he's really good, you know. He did a pretty good job on my brother. He's he's in the pueblo. He's in the is pueblo. He, is he in the pueblo or is he? Somewhere? You know, he. Oh, yep, that's yep, yep. He's, uh, he's Gallegos. Of, uh, Brenda's yeah, he just he he's a really good tattoo artist, and so just I think imagine him just. I'm pretty sure he has a good following on Facebook, but if he starts a YouTube channel and it, it's, I think it's pretty yep. easy to start a YouTube channel as long as you have good content and, and you're, you know, not just the same old thing every single day, but, you know, you have plenty of stories to go and, and have good content, good episodes for YouTube. They're in Pahakwaran. Yeah, of course. I think they just they didn't they find like um you know what my dad tells me like who was really young he found like this like he said he calls it like a like a a toy from an it it must have been like a toy for for a little kid but it was like like fuck man many 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 years old Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a toy like that he played with it was like it belonged to somebody that was there way way before probably the town was even Name Pacuaran. So they found it's an old town with a bunch of history, man. Yep. A bunch of history. Yeah. yeah and the old, um, what is it called? And it was the just a, la- towns, you know? a place to go with, you know, the, crazy. I don't know what my, my dad calls them, the Cristeros, or, you know, yeah, it's, it's a town with a bunch of histories, definitely, for sure. You could say that. It is the surroundings. It's, it's, These uh, just it's a place to visit. And the, you know? the tradition, the tradition it has. You know, you know the Judas. It was going to be, but I probably think this week. You know, for this um, this week or less. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be this week. Yeah. They canceled it though, but that, that's a good good event that they had there. They canceled it. 
just posting that on YouTube is a, you know, it's multiple days. So it's, it's a nice, it has, it's a small town with good, good traditions. Yeah. Good food yep. right there, man. And then just the late snacks, Gopon and Charlie's Tortas and then. Shit, I haven't gone since 2008, so my kids went more recent than I have, but they loved it. You know? It is. Just if you had a time, you know, if anybody has a time where it has the you know, is able to travel, man, anywhere you go to, in Mexico. That's all, that's the way the Rucha, Ruta de Garnacha, he's been on it because he, he, he could travel anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He, he'll go either way, and he's bound to hit a spot that's... He could throw at the do- a dart at the, and, uh, of a map of history. Mexico. And anywhere you, it lands, you go and visit. Just traveling there, the spots, the places you're going to hit, it's an adventure and, and any little town you can hit, yep. you're going to have good good stories to film. Yep. So, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I want to go. Um, obviously, not right now with this thing going on and Travel Mexico. Man. Probably when I retire, I want to go and you know travel Mexico. More. That'll be good. But God, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, the spicy michelada with this fucking michelada. I I put a. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good. Guacamaya. Not too spicy. It has a good flavor to it. The guacamaya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, kind of like that. You know, at the swap me here in South El Monte High School, is one is one guy selling carnitas there. He's called it Dave, David mm-hmm. Spot for carnitas, and it was it was good, man. It's one uh-huh. of the best carnitas I've ever had. I think they stopped for the past three weeks. They stopped. It was still going on, and the guys, yeah, these guys, were like, still selling. And still going on. man, I, I went there for a pound of of carnitas mixtas because I don't like that to, you know, just straight meat. I think it's a little bit too dry. I I need my cuarito on it and buche. Yep. So it was some really good, delicious carnitas. Yeah, it's a. Uh, that's what I. I just got regular carne because I. I was like, oh, you know, let me get some for Amy because I don't want to be um too greedy. Now, have you ever made a quesadilla and like, added oh, carnitas onto it? <laughs> Trust no, me. But, uh, first, well, you gotta do this. You gotta grill. We gotta put the carnitas on on the on the on the comal, right? Let it fry. Let it like, get a little bit fried. Comal? Uh-huh. Little crispy, and then I don't know how how nonstick your comal is, but if you could add the cheese mm-hmm. on top of the carnitas, and then put the tortilla on top of it, and if uh-huh. if 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 your comal is really nonstick, you'll be able to flip Ooh. that over. After like uh, about uh, about a minute, you let the you let uh-huh. the cheese melt and 
crisp up with the with the meat, and then you have your tortilla on top of it. You flip it over, so uh -huh. now you know that your cheese has melted, your carnitas are crispy. You just let the tortilla warm up a little bit more for another minute. Once that thing is warm, it's good to go. And uh -huh. it, it just, you know, quesadilla in itself is so delicious. Now you're adding carnitas to it, man. It, it, it's in another level. Yep. Yeah, this this place had um they had a uh, tamales. Um, the Amy got some the puerco, but they weren't good. But the the lote ones, oh my god! I put some some of that chile guacamaya on them. Oh god! It was it was it was done. It was it was game over. Oh, yeah, right now the, so the hot sauce scene. I, I go to my supermarket and like one hot sauce that I've that I've for sure go to one is the El Yucateco. I don't know if you heard of it. Seen it? Avanero hot sauce. They yeah, have green, small, red, color. black. Uh, yep. My, yeah, the green one for me is like the perfect man. The, the perfect spiciness that. flavor is a is a great one. That thing, like I'll finish probably easily half of a bottle in one sitting. Half a bottle, no kidding. <laughs> really? The those actually I like I like oh, the yeah. one. The, the well, Denise one. yesterday she made some tamales because I was craving some tamales. And she said, like, try this one. Let me see if you like it. So it was cheese and the green Yucateco sauce. Man, it was spicy. It was perfect. Ooh. So I told her, yep, definitely a winner. This, you know, this is the way you should make me some next time. Yeah, tamales. You know what? Tamales is actually a pretty the, simple tamales. quick dinner. You know, at the, it, I mean, true. As long as you, if simple. you get the right masa, so if you're if you're a supermarket, where do you get your masa from? Is selling good masa, mm -hmm. and then you just add, you know tamales. It's it's like you could add anything as a filling. Anything, anything you have leftovers, put trust. Trust me, oh, because she just made some. Literally anything. We we ate tinga. You know what tinga is, right? The shredded shredded chicken with 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 chipotle and onions. Yeah. So she she had like a small plate of of tinga yeah. left over, and I told her, you know what? She's gonna throw it away. She, I told her, make me some tamales of tinga. She's like, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, let's just try it. It worked out. Mm -hmm. It worked out, man. You know, tinga was good, and then and then uh, the masa was good, so it worked out, man. Definitely, it's it's tamales is something uh, you you could fill it up with your favorite type of food. <laughs> right now that you say that, so <laughs> I remember yes. one one Christmas, right? Uh, you know who Chambori is, right? Of course. Yeah. So I remember one time, right? They were talking about. Que la mapola, que la mapola's uh, masa for tamales is so good that they have to wait like three hours for fucking the masa and this and that, right? So I was just, I was already pissed off because they're always trying to hype shit up and they, they I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, you guys don't know. 
right? <laughs> then my grandma had to make tamales. And I remember that year, he comes down, right? And he tells my dad, like, oh, it, actually, his mom was already there. And he tells my mom, well, him and his mom tell my dad, like, oh, try these tamales. Are, they're from La Mapola, que, the best masa in all of Los Angeles. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And my dad, you know my dad, like, he's like me. I get my... I get my appetite from my dad. So my dad was just like, oh, you know, me unos tres o cuatro. <laughs> my dad gets back to the house and he's just like, fuck, me hicieron daño sus tamales. And I was like, no creo que sirven. And then my dad was just like, oh, sí, sí estaban buenos. And then um, my grandma tried one and my grandma straight up said, no, no estaban buenos sus tamales. Like, they don't taste good. Like, I don't think the masa's good. Dude. The news. That, I recall. That year, I remember that. Like, it came out on the Univision. The news that yeah that the, that the masa came out bad and that they had a refund all there. I was dying because yeah. I remember like they were quiet the rest of the like I think it was on Christmas and I remember on New Year's quiet they did not bring up shit about Lama. Yeah, Lama. there was something went wrong with their batch of masa that people got sick of it that they their tamales were not getting they were, they were never finished cooking they were cooking them for like two three hours and they yeah there was something wrong with their masa. Yes, yeah, I, re- I recall that that year. Yep. But yeah, no, definitely. Like if, if tamales, trust me, like that's something that yep. next time we make tamales, I'm gonna start different, different fillings. You know, like probably, you know, probably like honestly, I'm not kidding yep. you, but carnitas inside of a, a tamal. Let's see how that goes. You know, basically, if you, if like if I like carnitas and yeah, if I like tamales, why not mix them together? You know, exactly. So next time I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm let you I'm gonna let you guys know how how they turn out. But I'm gonna po- I'm gonna send you some pictures on your Instagram and see how the tamales came out. I'm gonna start looking for new different fillings for tamales exactly. and then try them out. Be here tamale, whatever it is that you like. Be just tamales. stuff it inside a tamale, let it cook, and then. And there you go. In my because we made some like Amy tried to make some or Amy made some like last time we made tamales like we put a little bit too much water or Amy oh, put man. a little bit too much water and it ended up being like a caldo de tamal. <laughs> but but other other than that like because all we wanted was like fuck we're hungry let's get let's make tamales like all right cool let's go on YouTube see how we make it all right cool. Excuse me. So right. we couldn't find nowhere here that had any masa, so we had to buy maseca. I was, you know what? Fuck this. I'm hungry. I was like, just go in the market, get the the green salsa enchilada mix. We'll go to the market, get some rotisserie chicken. We'll shred the chicken and we'll mix it together. That will be our base. That will be our filling, and we'll just make the masa. So we did that, and uh, apart from the the water being overfilled, like it was actually came out pretty good. Um, because it was it was really simple, like it was a quick little, you know, because obviously everything takes its co- everything takes its time, especially when making the masa and then making the filling. Like it's a quick it's a quick filling. Rotisserie chicken with yeah. uh, enchilada sauce, green enchilada sauce, just the canned one. Put that in there, you know, shred it, and it was just it's quick, it's good. Ended up other than the fact that no, it was, like, me, right, right now we're talking about it. So I'm good. thinking about possibilities of different style of tamales. So I know, like, you know, it's down south of the border of, of, of Mexico. You know, that's where they use the, the platano leaves to wrap the tamales. 
And I remember two years ago, I went yep. down to one of my cousins from my wife's side of the family. Bro, super delicious tamales. <sighs> they, these people were from Oaxaca or Puebla. Okay. Oh, yeah. But the condiments to the meat, it was, it, I, you know what? It was whole chicken, bro. Pieces of a whole chicken inside of the tamale, like bone and everything, mm-hmm. bro. So the bone the gave it more bone. flavor. Yeah, I, I believe it because you know I wasn't picky about the fo- about the bones being in, mm-hmm. in the tamal because I knew what the purpose of the bone being inside of it. It was like giving extra flavor. Yeah, and 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 it was delicious yeah, for me. They were like the really bomb, shit. really good tamales. Yeah. Um, right now, I just say that about the banana leaf. Um, this uh, this little Mexican store that they sell just pierced Mexican uh, busgueras, Mexican snacks. They sell tamales there, and I remember uh, we'd go there and we'd get like a, the churro, you know, oh, the, churro yeah. the churro with the jamon and the repollo, and you know. So I saw them. They have a shit some of like on their menu they have a lot of stuff on there and i remember it's a tamale so amy's like you know what let me get a tamal dude yep it was uh with the banana leaf oh my god it was the juiciest tamal i've ever tasted in my life i think just because the corn husk it has more uh the what is it the moisture um yeah. it, it it exits quicker because it's more like little 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 slits in the in the husk but the the fucking um uh, the banana leaf is thicker, so moisture just stays. Yeah, it inside. gets trapped it's inside the the tamal, and, and then ridiculous. Part of the leaf even expo- yeah. you know, has more <laughs> moisture in it, so it keeps it even more moist. So yeah, I know thing. what you're talking about. Because there's nothing like a bad tamal if it's super dry, or the ratio of masa to the filling is like the, yep. there's more masa than filling. It's like no, that's not. You know, why give me more masa than filling? You're just gonna make me not come back. But what exactly? But with that being said, like you were oh talking man, about yeah. Us, hey, if that person because even in Pajacoran, they sell these. They call them corundas, and corundas basically is all masa mm-hmm. and and hot sauce inside of it. And they're super dry, and I've, and I've told my wife, I told her, you know what? Mm-hmm. These corundas are fine, but I need more hot sauce. And the corundas, the way you eat them is like you, you sometimes eat, yep. well, different type of people eat them different ways, but you got sour cream to it and then your hot sauce to it. So there you go. Even though if it's it's a little bit more, it's super, it's more dry than a, than a regular tamal for my liking. It's more dry, but you add, you know, you add to it. Yeah. You add the sour cream and you add the hot sauce to it, and that's how you your corundas. I don't know if you've, um, excuse me, I don't know if you've uh, seen these co- this couple on there on YouTube, but if you look up the channel, it's called Chasing a Plate. It's this New Zealand couple, the Asian girl. With the this was white guy, they're from New Zealand, and they go to like they've been like they have a whole Mexico series, and uh, they try they try um tamale lote, and uh, I think it was in Michoacan. Yeah, they were in Michoacan, I think. 
and they try to corunda and they put like a crema out there with some salsa. Oh my god, it looks so bomb! Like it was just ridiculous. I was like, shit. I could already taste that shit. Just the crema, then you got your chile, then you got like your agua fresca or something, you know, to uh, to cool it down. Yeah, so like, like you know, going back, there's nothing the like hot that. sauce will make it a nice hot sauce exactly. will make it come together. I try to make a salsa de mojajete like not too long ago. And I underestimated. I was like, "Ah, oh, it's simple. Just put a, a a tomato on a on a skillet and let's just let it like a pan, you know, heat up on the pan without any oil or anything. Throw a jalapeno in there or a, a chile serrano, and it'll be good with some onion and some garlic. But now nah, that wasn't the case. I was like, "God damn, this is like more complicated than it, I thought." You like, know, I've seen my mom cook, and like for her, she'll she'll throw it into a comal. And then go do her other stuff at the house. Go, like, you know, Mexican moms, like, they'll, they'll have something cooking and then forget about it for about an hour, come back to it, and it's cooked to perfection. So, you know, the the, the, the hot sauce, the tamal, the, the, exactly. the, the, you know, cooking, sometimes you just got to let it cook. I don't know. It's just a technique also, man. But you got to know what you're looking for. Fully cooked tomatoes, fully cooked jalapenos and if you're adding onion to it like mm-hmm. or and even garlic you know nicely roasted on the comal yep so it's a technique man it's, you have to work on it yeah it was always like damn I I underestimated this shit I need to garlic is good though you I, know? I think I put too much garlic honestly no, I love, I'm a big garlic fan, but I, I put like four cloves of garlic and like a quarter of a cebolla and like two jitomates, but it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was good though. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't good. It wasn't that good, but still. Yeah, no, they definitely, mom's cooking is like. That's compared to what we're used to. They, it can't, it can't be beat. Yep. Yep. No, definitely. In, in, it's just incomparable. There's nothing you compare to that. Oh, man. Well, we've been going on for about 116 minutes. I'm about to make this a two-part series. Um, probably going to split this podcast up into series. But um, I just want to say thank you for being a host. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, and, uh, glad to be on your podcast, and then the I guess you know, w- you know, food. There's, there's always a conversation re- related to food, so you know, I'll be posting some stuff. Well, taking some stuff to post on your on your on your Instagram. Hopefully, pretty soon I could show you some pictures of the birria, so people could know about yep. what we're talking about. And yeah, it'll yep. be a nice, nice little thing that you got here going on here oscar so keep on going and and hopefully more people come on and 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 join you as guests in your podcast and then see what they have to say about it you know well that being said i appreciate it compa um say hello to the family 
Ah, we'll be in sounds touch. good. I was just drinking a sip of the, another beer that I opened up right now before we start talking again. So yeah, definitely. You know, I'll say how the family stay, you know, stay safe out there, and then, like I said, got to be in your podcast. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, you Taking know, your time well, out of your, you know, your Friday night. <laughs> this keeps just going on, and then let's take let's see about another co- topic we could talk about, and then we could follow up with some pictures about it probably on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Send me send me some pictures so I could, I could show the, guy, the people, oh, for sure. the listeners out there what we're talking about. But, uh, like I said, um, it was good talking, catching up, as always. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll let you know whenever uh, this episode's up so we, uh, you can share it with everybody. <laughs> That's going to be hard. That speaks English. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, uh, like I said, thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, take your time out of your day. All right. And we'll be in touch. Thank you, man. Bye.